blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Jane Dobre, this is Joanne Janiski, and for the next hour, I will be reading from the June 1st, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. I hope everyone is well and enjoying a little bit of warmer weather. Although I have to say, I thought about turning the furnace on a little this week just to take the chill off. <laughs> we'll get there. We will get there. We need some rain first. The farmers are really stuck, and so are a lot of gardeners. It takes a lot of water to make those flowers happy. Um, grab a paper and pencil. If you want to take notes for phone numbers, maybe some recipes, let's see what our Ampole Eagle issue has to offer. On the front page, there is a beautiful color photograph, and the, uh, the description reads, 120 voices filled Assumption Church in Buffalo for the Polish Singers Alliance Mass and Concert on Sunday, May 28th. The combined choruses were under the direction of David Zagorski, General Choral Director of Philadelphia. Let's see what the article has to say about this event. PSAA convention ends with triumphant concert. The Polish Singers Alliance of America concluded its 52nd international convention on Sunday, May 28th, with a mass and concert at Assumption Church in Buffalo. Father Walter Grabowski was the celebrant for the mass on the Feast of Pentecost, with Dr. Thomas Witikowski directing the Chopin and Kalina Singing Societies in leading the congregational singing. A brief tour of Assumption Church, founded in 1888, followed the mass highlighting the Josef Slavinsky Scrafito decoration in the sanctuary of the church and the creative work of Sviantek Studios in melding Slavinsky's work with the glories of their replication of parts of the original 1914 decoration. The highlight of the convention was the concert featuring the competition-winning choruses performing one of their competition numbers. Scholarship winners of the Leo Kadia Dombrowska Polish Singers Alliance Scholarship Fund, among other soloists, and the grand finale of the 120-plus voice choir of the combined choruses of the Polish Singers Alliance of America in a tribute to Copernicus celebrating the 550th anniversary of his birth. Mary Lou Vidobek, PSAA president, said, Having gathered three years late, delayed by COVID, it was very joyful to once again sing with our compatriots from the United States and Canada. The weather was beautiful and the social events were most enjoyable, and singing together was magnificent. The concert was sponsored by the permanent chair of Polish culture at Canisius University. Soloists included 2023 scholarship winners, Mark Filatov, tenor, and Nicholas Kapanias, accompanist in an aria from Maniuszko's Halka, Music director Dariusz Otsetek in an aria from Moniuszko's Strazny Dvor. 2022 scholarship winner Melanie Bebak playing the Chopin Nocturne in G minor, Opus 37, number one. Emma Ziskind, former accompanist and solo pianist of the Chopin Singing Society, playing Chopin's Scherzo No. 2, Opus 31, and 
2021 scholarship winner, Anna Pasucci, performing Chopin's Zizhenia. General Choral Director of the Alliance, David Zagorski of Philadelphia, with accompanist Maria Chomitska, led the combined choruses in Kleshme Rekoma. And that would be Clap Your Hands. Uh, Gustav Holtz. I vow to thee, my country, and the grand finale, Gora Piesen. Local artist Dr. Thomas Vedakovsky directed De Revolutionibus with narration by Father Benjamin Fiore, S.J., as part of the tribute to Copernicus. Other events surrounding the convention included a competition held at the Buffalo Marriott Niagara Hotel on Saturday, where the Chopin Singing Society number 187 of New Jersey placed first in the men's category. The Marcella Kohanska Sembrick Female Chorus number 321 of Philadelphia was first in the female category followed by the Kalina Singing Society number 221 of Buffalo and the Utenska Singing Society number 226 of Brooklyn and the Polonia Choir Society of Edmonton number 332 placed first in the mixed category followed by the Aria Chorus number 303 of New Jersey and the Chopin Singing Society number 219 of Buffalo. Meetings for the good of the organization were held on Friday with delegates from 10 choruses present, uh, elected to serve as officers for the next three years were David Zagorski, General Choral Director, Maria Lesniak, Assistant Choral Director, Mary Lou Vidobek, President, Gary Biankowski, Vice President, Francis Serbus, Treasurer, and Donna Serafin, General Secretary. Mariusz Bryszkiewicz, Bryszkiewicz, sorry, was reappointed as librarian. Social events included a buffet cabaret on Friday, a gala featuring the Krakowiacy dancers and special delivery band in performance, and an awards brunch where 17 members were granted status as honorary members for their service to the Alliance. A total of 11 choirs and over 130 registrants participated in the convention, originally planned for 2020, but delayed by COVID. Well, I'm sure everyone is just pleased that lives are getting back to normal and organizations are getting reinvigorated and hopefully COVID will not haunt us anymore. Let's look at our editorials. An historic anniversary. St. Stanislaus Bishop and Martyr Church, Mother Church of Western New York, Polonia, and Diocesan Shrine of St. John Paul II will host its 150th anniversary Mass at noon on Sunday, June 4th at the landmark on 123 Townsend Street in Buffalo. Bishop Michael Fisher will celebrate the Mass, which will include the participation of the Polish heritage dancers, parish trustees, St. Stanislaus ushers, Polish Saturday school students, Chopin Singing Society, under the direction of Dr. Thomas Fidakowski, and Buffalo Mass Mob. It will include a homily by new pastor, Reverend Cole Webster, and remarks by outgoing administrator, Father Mariusz Dimek, OSPPE. We send our warmest wishes to all the parishioners and friends of St. Stan's. 
Although membership at the Eastside Church has dwindled, it remains at the center of many Polish-American activities, as it has since it began in 1873. Many Polish and American dignitaries, including presidents, have attended mass there, indicating the importance of faith in the lives of Pol Ams. It still is a spiritual and cultural hub of our community. And still, it is a parish community where Catholics go to pray. As they note in the program for, Saturday, for Sunday's Mass, we celebrate this day in the church with joy in our hearts. As we begin a new chapter in our history, may our church continue to radiate the love of Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. We wish a joyous celebration for St. Stan's and a future just as remarkable and unsure as the future was to those in 1873. Uh, let's see what David Franchik and the Eagle's Eye has to say. Finding Your Roots, an excellent genealogical fair hosted on May 21st at the St. Stanislaus Marion Hall in Buffalo by the Polish Genealogical Society of New York State reminded me about the fine work carried out by that dedicated organization. Although I was never involved with the group, I always admired their mission of assisting Polish Americans who may have known little about their forebears, but had a longing to learn more. The Polish Genealogical Society gives these seekers the tools, guidance, and encouragement to unlock the richness, depth, and substance of their heritage. The Ampol Eagle also recently ran a story about Polish resident Aleksandra Kasperzak, who runs the genealogy company Gen Roots to help Polish Americans find their Polish roots as well. The fair at St. Stan's showcased information booths with maps, laptops, books, and documents to help researchers unlock their Polish family heritage and was manned by helpful staff from the society. Polish cultural organizations were also represented at the fair, and Buffalo North District Council member and historian Joseph Gowombek gave a well-received slide presentation and lecture on Polish Americans and the Pan-American Exposition. That sounds like a, uh, a nice event. There's a little bit more about chatting with the participants. On the day of the genealogical fair, St. Stanislaus Church was sponsoring a chicken dinner fundraiser. So after my wife, Anne Marie, and I grabbed a couple of dinners, we went to the upstairs hall to check out the event. My wife and I did our DNA test a number of years ago, and she likes to point out that she's 98% Polish, which is a higher percentage than my results. Her ancestors must have avoided all those invaders who roamed up and down Poland over the centuries who, quote, interacted with my Polish relatives. It was pleasant to chat with participants at the genealogical fair, including the ever-energetic Maureen Gleason, Chictawaga Town historian and Polish Arts Club of Western New York board member. Maureen is also an ardent genealogist. Also at the event was another very energetic Polonian activist, Robert Franczkowiak, manning a table for the Polish Arts Club. Robert is first vice president of the Arts Club and has organized numerous substantive programs for the cultural group. Next to Bob was a booth manned by Adam Michkiewicz, Library and Dramatic Circle President, Aniela by Thunt and her three children. Aniela's babcia was Polish-born, and her mother, Sophie, instilled in Aniela her love of Polish culture. 
looking very sharp in natty suits and ties at the event, were United States federal bankruptcy and Ample Eagle columnist Judge Carl Buckeye and Polonian broadcaster Andrew Andrzej Gołębiowski. Carl and Andy told me they were accompanying a group of researchers from Poland visiting American cities with sizable Polonias. Andy showed me Sophie Hodorowicz Nab's well-researched new book on Polish roadside shrines. Kudos to the Polish Genealogical Society of New York State. And to find out more about your Polish heritage, you can contact the organization with substantive past newsletters and information on their website. That was the good news. I'm not seeing the website listed. Perhaps we'll find it at another spot in this issue. Right now, we need to take our first break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Let's jump to Polonia's calendar. Sunday, June 11th, Polish dinner, St. John the Baptist Roman Catholic Church in Boston, New York. It's at 6895 Boston Cross Road. Uh, the Polka Mass is at 10.30 a.m., and it's followed by the dinner in the school hall from 11.30 in the morning to 2 p.m. The cost is $18. For pre-sale dine-in tickets, call Tom Krajewski at 716-328-2702. I'll do it again. 716-328-2702. Polka music starts at noon with Dave Gavronsky and the Forgotten Buffalo Orchestra. Sounds like a nice way to spend Sunday. On Wednesday, June 14th, the Polish Room at UB Lockwood Library. Uh, the Polish Arts Club program will be held at the Lockwood Library at the UB North Campus at 5.30 p.m. Discover the collection, which contains 12,000 volumes, 21 manuscripts of the Polish kings from the 16th to the 18th centuries, videos, etc. Uh, if you park in Baird Lot B, enter Baird Lot A and drive up to Baird B. This will put you across from Lockwood. On Wednesday, June 21st, Spirit of Place, Roadside Shrines of Poland, Polish Arts Club Program. The presenter is Sophie Hodorowicz nab It's at the Harlem Road Community Center, 4255 Harlem Road at 7 p.m., and it's open to the public. On July 28th, 29th, and 30th, the annual Chicktawaga Polish American Arts Festival at Town Park on Harlem Road in Chicktawaga. Mark your calendars for that one. That's a biggie. And to close out this week's calendar on Tuesday, August 15th, Buffalo Bison's Polish Night. Uh, at the ballpark in downtown Buffalo, Sister Mary Janice Zedkiewicz to receive Honorary of the Year Award. That's going to be a fun time. Let's hope the Bisons play well at that game. Um, how about Polish news bites? We'll, we'll switch over to a little of the old country news. This is compiled by Robert Stibel, our Warsaw correspondent. EU climate tasks to impact polls. 
Poland's liberal members of the European Parliament have voted for a climate tax, although it appears likely to place serious financial strains on Polish families. The European Union's Green Transition Program intends to reduce emissions by at least 55% by 2030 and make the European Union climate neutral by 2050. To do so, it has slapped a climate tax on travel, automotive fuel, heating, and electricity. Deputy Justice Minister Sebastian Coletta said that will cost the average four-member Polish family an additional 100,000 złotys, or $24,000, by 2030. That is a significant sum in a country where the average weekly take-home pay does not exceed $300. Poland, Europe's new, quote, center of gravity, from the Washington Post. In a recent issue of America's influential daily, the Washington Post, columnist Ishan Tharur suggested that, quote, the war in Ukraine has led to geopolitical shifts in Europe, shifting NATO's center of gravity eastward, end quote. It has moved beyond its traditional pillars in France and Germany, quote, to countries like Poland, its Baltic neighbors, and other countries once behind the Iron Curtain, he explained. Tharur quoted Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's words of gratitude for Warsaw's role in supporting Kyiv, adding that, quote, over the past year, Poland has emerged as a key bulwark in the West's confrontation with Russia. And we are grateful that they have. And finally... Polish billionaire heiress makes Forbes cover. Polish billionaire businesswoman Dominika Kolczyk has made the cover of the latest online edition of America's influential Forbes magazine. Together with her brother Sebastian, three years her junior, she inherited the fortune of her late father, Jan Kolczyk, who began investing in the 1980s. Still under communism, in the then newly emerging Polish Polonian joint ventures. Worth around $3 billion, Dominika is the chairperson of Kolchik Holdings, a diversified economic conglomerate and holds other posts in Poland's business community. Back in 2012, Forbes declared her father to be Poland's wealthiest businessman worth $3.5 billion. That's a lot of zwartes. Okay. Witkowski to direct an American tapestry. The Chicktawaga Symphony Orchestra, led by Dr. Thomas Witkowski, will perform an American tapestry on Sunday, June 11th, at 3 p.m. at the Chicktawaga Town Park on Harlem Road. The event is free to the public. All ages are welcome. It will be held rain or shine. Sunday, June 11th, 3 p.m., Chicktawaga Town Park on Harlem Road. Sounds like a nice concert. How about perspective on the spirit of Friendship by Father Nadim Yakub, Polish National Catholic Church. Dear brothers and sisters, last week we celebrated the solemnity of the Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father, pleading to his Father to send the Holy Spirit to us. The Spirit of love, the Spirit of divine life. The gift of the Holy Spirit is friendship, the capacity to live with one another, one body and one heart and one spirit. 
When the Holy Spirit comes to us, he transforms us as he transformed the disciples in the upper room, and also how the Holy Spirit recreates the people who listen to the proclamation of the disciples. The Holy Spirit enables the disciples and the people to remove the barriers, the nationality, languages, and other norms. The Holy Spirit brings the attitude of oneness. This person is speaking my language. This person has entered my world, and I have opened myself to the message he proclaims to me. This is a deep friendship, and this deep friendship of mutual belonging, which only the Holy Spirit could give. St. Paul tells us, as he tells the Corinthians, that it is by the Holy Spirit that we could profess our faith to Jesus as our Lord. The disciples proclaimed Jesus in different languages as Lord, not just any gossip or just any information, but Jesus, the way to God, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Dear brothers and sisters within the Christian community, Holy Spirit gives many manifestations of his presence, what we call gifts or services. How does the gift or service manifest the work of the Holy Spirit if that gift is used for the common good of the church? The gift of the Holy Spirit connects everyone. Thoughts to ponder. Let's go to Tom Tadapachki's Tom Talk. He's got a question and answer mailbag. And this week, what exactly is a Polish cottage? First question. Lately, I've been hearing the term Polish cottage. Can you tell me what exactly is a Polish cottage? Just curious in Buffalo. Tom's answer. Polish cottages and Bork cottages are terms used to describe the simple wood frame houses for Polish immigrants that were erected on Buffalo's east side beginning in the early 1870s. Joseph Bork was the German-American land developer who owned most of the properties on which the homes were built. The homes were inexpensive and allowed the frugal, hardworking Polish immigrants to achieve the dream of homeownership. The initial construction was in the area near St. Stan's, bordered by Smith Street, William Street, Fillmore Avenue, and Broadway. Soon hundreds were built, and more went up quickly in other parts of the east side to accommodate the influx of Polish immigrants. Later, two-story multiple-family homes were built, giving owners an additional source of income. These days, as more and more of these homes are being replaced by vacant lots, there have been efforts to save at least one representative Polish cottage. The preservation of one of these dwellings, ideally one that was in the original construction phase, would serve as a museum that tells the story of Buffalo's early Polish immigration. Next question. I found it interesting that Trump's diehard boosters kept strangely silent when he recently refused to give a straight answer on whether he wants Ukraine to win the war against Russia. Throughout the invasion of Ukraine, Trump has repeatedly sided with Vladimir Putin. He even predicted Ukraine would be vanquished by Russia. How can anyone in this country continue to support him? That's from Frank in New York. And Tom's answer. That's a question I can't answer. Even his former National Security Advisor John Bolton on Tuesday said that foreign leaders saw Trump as a, quote, laughing fool. Bolton rejected his ex-boss's claims that he could have stopped Putin's invasion of Ukraine and argued that Trump's push to weaken NATO would have helped Putin in his attempt to take over Ukraine. Next question. 
It was amusing to see a new open container law approved in the village of Lancaster, allowing people to carry alcoholic beverage on, beverages on the streets of the village. The local news media ran stories in which advocates of the law claimed that it would boost economic development. Some even argued that since East Aurora has an open container law, it would turn Lancaster into another East Aurora with a vibrant commercial district. Since when is making booze more accessible considered economic development rather than creating new jobs? That's from Trader Youssef. Tom's answer, it seems like alcohol is now considered the solution to any economic development woes. Alcohol seems to be everywhere these days, even so-called family-friendly venues. But I think that if Lancaster really wants to be more like East Aurora, maybe they should open a Viddler's. Good answer, Tom. Let's take a break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Tom was certainly in a good mood for this issue. Let's see what else he can make us chuckle with. Uh... I often go to the Pittsburgh area to visit family and was wondering if the Pirates are having a Polish night this year. That's from Big Al in East Aurora. Tom's answer. Yes, on Wednesday, June 28th at 7.05 p.m., the Pirates will host San Diego at PNC Park for Polish Heritage Night. There will be a pre game tailgate in Picnic Park featuring Polish-inspired cuisine as well as a custom giveaway item. Got that? June 28th, 7.05 in Pittsburgh, Polish Heritage Night. Buffalo's is closer, just saying. People don't believe me, but I seem to remember the Gobbles Jewelry Store on Broadway near Sweet selling hearing aids. Do I remember that correctly? Did jewelers sell hearing aids back then? That's from Sleepless in Sloan. Tom's answer. Not that I remember, but that apparently was the case in the 1950s and 1960s. The rather large hearing aid earpieces of the era were frequently disguised as earrings. Microphones were made to resemble brooches or tie clips, and cords were hidden in women's necklaces. Therefore, jewelry stores like Gavels often sold hearing aids. I do remember Gavels since I grew up on Sweet Avenue. Walter and Edward Gavel also had jewelry stores at 506 Fillmore Avenue and 725 Tonawanda Street until 1981. Walter was very well known in the community and active with Corpus Christi Church and St. Francis High School. He even served as a Village of Sloan trustee in the 1950s. Walter died in 1998 at the age of 92. And our last question. I know that the Broadway market's origins go back to the 1880s, but when did the current Broadway Market building open? That's from Ron in Tonawanda, New York. And Tom Tarapachki's answer. As you probably know, this is the third structure built to accommodate the Broadway Market. The building had its official opening on September 20th, 1956, with a grand ceremony presided over by Mayor Stephen Pankow. Well, from 1956, I think the building is holding up pretty well. I never hesitate to park in the ramp on either level. Must be those huge pillars that they have that are 
very, very structurally sound. Okay, on to the professional and business women of Polonia page. Sinatra, Scholarship, and More by Dawn Mishka, PBW Historian. The professional and businesswoman of Polonia, PBW, wrapped up the year with its annual scholarship award and dinner meeting at Clock's Banquet Facility on May 18th. This year's basket raffle included beautiful hanging flower baskets from Seneca Greenhouse and smaller tabletop flower baskets from Weishner's Flower Shop. The annual scholarship fundraiser, Scholarama, was a huge success. Without the support of PBW members, we would not be able to have a scholarship award. This year's scholarship recipient was Emma Marzech. She was joined by her proud parents, Christopher and Catherine Marzech. Emma is completing her dual major studies in psychology and Spanish at Canisius College, where she is also on the dean's list. Emma is a research assistant and lab manager at Canisius's Memory and Cognitive Lab. Outside of school, she is a pool supervisor and lifeguard instructor at the town of Tonawanda Aquatic and Fitness Center. If that isn't enough, she will be attending law school in the fall. Every year, the scholarship committee carefully reviews the applications of the scholarship applicants and conducts in-person interviews. The scholarship committee consists of PBW board members Barbara Wetzel and Mary Zuckdomansky, PBW members Anne Szczesnik, Christine Palczewski, and Dolores Palczewski. Their time and dedication on the committee is very much appreciated. PBW board members were also recognized. Vice President Joanne Lewandowski, Treasurer Terry Tucholsky, Secretary Barbara Wetzel, Executive Board Members Patricia Greiner, Mary Zuckdomansky, Don Mishka, and President Ex Officio Renee Harzewski. A special thank you went to Andy Gołębiewski, host of the Polish-American radio program on WEBR Radio, 1440 AM or 105.3 FM for promoting the PBW on his show. You can listen to Andy's show live Saturday mornings at 11 AM or anytime online at polishprogram.com. PBW member Michelle Kisluk announced that the Ampol Eagle Polish Cultural Enhancement Series program is planning a trip to Doylestown, PA for the Polish American Festival on September 8th through September 11th to see the American Shrine of Our Lady of Częstochowa. For more information, call 716-983-9000. Again, 716-983-5084. Before giving the dinner prayer, PBW's own Sister Mary Janice Zedkevich acknowledged that she will be receiving the Honorary of the Year Award on August 15th during Polish night at the Buffalo Bisons baseball game. Certainly a well-deserved honor. After dinner, PBW members and guests were entertained by vocalist Mark Swartz. You may be familiar with his voice. He is the morning radio show host of WNED 94.5 FM's classical radio program every weekday morning from 6 to 11 a.m. He was formerly with the Sugar and Jazz Orchestra. He is hands down a seasoned vocalist singing the songs of beloved past crooners such as Sinatra, Martin, Perry Como, Andy Williams, and contemporary crooner 
Michael Buble. He did not shy away from a request to sing an Elvis song. He sang Teddy Bear and nailed it. PBW board member Patricia Greiner got in the dancing spirit to Albert Humperdinck's Blue Spanish Eyes. I was thrilled when he sang a song by the Osmonds, Love Me For A Reason. For those who don't remember, the Osmonds were a family musical group in the mid-1970s. The better-known members are Monty Osmond and her brother Donnie. This is where she sighed. Sailing by Christopher Cross got people swaying in their seats. A sing-along started when Mark sang That's Amore to close his show. Mark was incredible. It was truly a very entertaining evening. The next dinner meeting is scheduled for September 13th at the Polish Falcons in Depew. The speaker will be author Sophie Hodorowicz Nab, who will talk about her book, Spirit of Place, The Roadside Shrines of Poland. Come join us. So, lots of activity with the professional and business women of Polonia. We've got some central terminal events on the Great Lawn. The Buffalo Central Terminal announced a full calendar of community events and activities, both new and long-standing, to be held on the Great Lawn from July through December. Eight new events are being launched this year, including the Central Terminal Summer Concert Series, Family Movie Night, Health is Wealth, Fall Farmers and International Food Market, Oktoberfest, and Winterfest. The Central Terminal was always a gathering place for this community. Thousands of people walk through those doors every day, and hundreds of people in the neighborhood in Broadway Fillmore worked at the station, said James Morell, CTRC board chair. These new events will bridge a piece of Buffalo's history to our community today, connecting diverse people from all over the region to each other and to this special place. The Central Terminal Summer Concert Series on our Great Lawn features R&B, jazz, soul, and gospel with local food trucks and community vendors from 5 to 8 p.m. This series will be held on Thursday, July 13th, Thursday, July 27th, and Thursday, August 10th, featuring artists Rod Bonner, Flute Johnson, Camara Lattimore, Jukebox, Farrow, Will Holton, Selena Graves, and more. Shakespeare in the Park returns to the Central Terminal Friday, July 21st from 7.15 to 8.30 p.m. Family Movie Night on the Great Lawn will feature a kid-friendly movie, Zootopia, and theater-style popcorn on Monday, July 31st at dusk. Health is Wealth promotes healthy bodies and minds in our community with a health and wellness day at the terminal. This day will consist of yoga, Pilates, boot camp exercises, health and wellness educational vendors, health testing, and community partners. Celebrate your health Saturday, August 12th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. The fourth annual Back to School Giveaway, hosted by Legislator Howard Johnson and Council Member Noah Kofsky returns to the Central Terminal on Saturday, August 19th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. The seventh annual Bofluv Music and Art Celebration returns Sunday, August 27th for a day of music, arts, and culture for all ages from 2 to 9 p.m. The festival celebration has been a staple event at the terminal over the years 
and punctuates a weekend of culturally activated events across Buffalo, bringing a diverse regional draw of music and art lovers. Fall events. Fall Farmers and International Food Market will be host to an array of local producers and community vendors. The market will take place on Saturday, September 23rd from 9 a.m. to noon. Oktoberfest will take place on Sunday, October 22nd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and it will feature music, a petting farm, pumpkin carving, photography areas, beer and wine vendors, and more. Trunk or Treat, hosted by Matt Urban Center, held Tuesday, October 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. The Winterfest will be held on Saturday, December 7th. I'm sorry, Saturday, December 9th from 9 in the morning until noon. And it's going to feature ice sculpture contest, sledding, hot chocolate, festive activities, holiday lights, and music. Uh, the Buffalo Central Terminal has engaged Lindsay Taylor, a local event manager and promoter with more than 15 years of experience, to coordinate the calendar events happening this year on the Great Lawn. That sounds like everything is going to be well organized. Now you can help it be well attended. Let's take our last break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Let's go to The Physics of God, a new book, and a few. Um, not sure what the few is, but let's find out. This is Andrew Ostrovsky, just for the asking. First question. Thank you, Andrew. We did as you suggested, and our Jivietz beer tasted fine. There was no noticeable fizzing sound when opening the can, but after pouring it, we saw the carbonation bubbles rising in the glass. Whether it was expired beer or not is still a question. There is nothing quite like a cold beer to quench a thirst. That's from Regina in New York. And Andrew's answer. Great to hear, Regina. You mean there's nothing quite like a cold Jivietz to quench a thirst. All beers are not created equal. Glad it worked out. He's definitely true about all beers not being created equal. Okay, next question. Do you have an update about Professor Poplovsky? I'm curious to know more about his opinion of God. Do you think scientists like him believe in God? What is your opinion, please? That's from Alan in New York. And Andrew's answer. Thanks, Alan. He recently was interviewed by the Daily Star in the United Kingdom and further elaborated on his black hole theory. I think we'd need more room in this paper to dig into that, though. As far as I can tell, based on his interview with the Ampol Legal back in September of 2017, he still offers the question, how do we define God? While Poplovsky, a theoretical physicist, sees God in the workings of the universe, you may see God differently, and I too. My own opinion is that God's true identity is never a topic of interest because mainstream religions prefer to equate God with their founders, messiahs, and prophets, such as Jesus, Buddha, and Muhammad, being that these people were factual figures. That's perfectly fine, but there's still the higher question of who or what God exactly is. In my humble opinion, I think the film Star Wars comes the closest to identifying what God is. I believe God is not a detached entity like we think, but rather as portrayed in the film, an all-powerful force for creative good 
already existing in absolutely everything. I can relate to Puflovsky's opinion. Next question. Flipping the pages of my scrapbook of news stories on St. John Paul II. Still amazed when reading the story of 42 years ago about the assassination attempt. Anything new about the hitman, as I know he was released from prison? That's from Donna in New York. Andrew's answer. Donna, reports are that Mehmet Ali Agka resides in a small apartment in Istanbul, leading a rather seclusive life and is known to feed stray cats and dogs in the neighborhood. Apparently, he is planning to make a documentary on the assassination attempt. Next question. Do you recommend brushing a cat's teeth? And if so, can I use Colgate? That's from Marianne in an unknown state. <laughs> and the answer. Yes and no, Marianne. It's definitely a good idea to brush a cat's teeth to cut down on tartar, plaque, gingivitis, and periodontal disease. Once those maladies happen, not only are the teeth in jeopardy, but the internal organs get affected as well. It's a tough job, though. Some cats open wide and allow their teeth to be brushed, while others require themselves to be wrapped in a towel to keep from going berserk. Never, ever use human toothpaste, or practically everything else for that matter on an animal. Animals have quite a different physiology and require specific treatments. In this case, enzymatic toothpaste. Okay, we're getting into the veterinary stuff with Andrew. Next question. Will there be a booklet made marking the 100th anniversary of St. Stanislaus Kostka Church on Staten Island? I live in Brooklyn and give piano lessons and also tune pianos and would like to advertise if a booklet is being made. That's from Charlie in Brooklyn. To answer, yes, Charlie, there will be a souvenir journal. Advertisements range from gold and silver full pages at around $500 to a quarter page at $50. Deadline to submit is June 18th. Please call the rectory at 718-447-3937 for full details. I'm going to repeat that just in case anyone in Buffalo wants to congratulate St. Stanislaw Kostka Church in Staten Island. 718-447-3937. Okay. And to wind up, question. Glad to hear of your new book release upcoming. I've got all your books and looking forward to the next. From Stephen in New York. Many thanks, Stephen. My new book, The Layman's Guide to the Tour de France, is now published and can be picked up on Amazon.com and its websites worldwide, including in Poland. In addition to stories on Michael Kwiatkowski and Paweł Polianski, you'll find chapters on nutrition, human anatomy, politics, bike basics, drug usage, as well as an assortment of over 80 vintage photos from the early years of the race right up to modern times. I designed the 163-page book to appeal to everyone from sporto to spectator in a user-friendly, easy-to-understand format. I'm sure you'll enjoy the book. Many thanks in advance. And I think we're going to wind up today's reading with some thoughts from our friend Robert Sibel and his Did You Know That? Did you know that the main thing Poland and New Mexico have in common is their size? 
Today's Poland covers an area of 120,727 square miles, making it roughly the same size as America's southwestern state. Did you know that the cheapest new cars currently available in Poland are the Fiat Panda, Suzuki Swift, and Kia Rio. All three are hatchbacks that snugly seat five passengers, get 40 miles per gallon, and can be purchased for about 60,000 zwotys or $13,862. Did you know that? The body of Frederick Chopin, the great Polish composer, lies buried at Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris, but his heart is enshrined at Warsaw's Holy Cross Church across the road from Warsaw University. Hmm. Did you know that Poland's most popular last names are, in this order, Nowak, Kowalski, Wisniewski, Wojciech, Kowalczyk, Kaminski, Lewandowski, Zieliński, and Szymanski. Hmm. No Janiskis. And did you know that two Michigan cities have for years engaged in friendly feuding with out-of-state rivals? Parisville, Michigan, has contested Pana Maria, Texas's claim to be America's first Polonian settlement. Roger City, Michigan, has competed with Chicopee, Massachusetts, as to which town has created the biggest Calasa. Hmm. Maybe Buffalo should come up with a cross-country competition for something. We have to send a question in to see who can come up with some ideas. That's going to wrap up today's readings. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the June 1st, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle. We read from the Ampole Eagle every Saturday at 3 p.m. Your reader has been Joanne Janitsky. Thank you for listening. Dobranots. The number of people in Erie County who are vaccinated against COVID-19 goes up each week, but we still have a long way to go to vaccinate our community and put this pandemic behind us. You can help. Start a conversation with your neighbor, your hairstylist, your nurse, your parents, your dentist, your kids, and ask if they are vaccinated yet. If they're not, encourage them to call the Erie County Department of Health at 716-858-2929 to find out where they can go for their shot. It's been three weeks since your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service began broadcasting online in addition to broadcasting over the air. And we have lots of new listeners in our family. Our mission, though, is the same today as it was yesterday, last year and even 30 years ago. To give voice to the printed words so those who are blind, have low vision, or have other print disabilities can read. This way, they can also enjoy the benefits that only reading can provide. Because whether we are bringing you the news, stories, or information, the material we share is important. Because you are important. We'd like to hear from you. What does your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service mean to you? How do we fit in your life? What role do we play? Please let us know. It's easy. Simply call our listener hotline at 716-821-5555, extension number 5, and leave your comments on our voicemail. If you'd like, leave your name and phone number so we can call you back, or you can leave your message anonymously. It's your call. Your personal stories, your comments, and your thoughts will help us a lot as we develop future program schedules. They'll also help us tell donors, funders, and other people who support our station how valuable their contributions and donations are to us and to you. So please call our listener hotline today 
at 716-821-5555, extension 5. Thank you. The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another